1: And we're excited to have you guys back for another week of the show. And we got a couple of housekeeping things that we just want to talk about right before we get into the show. And we've got some exciting things happening at the podcast. We, we're we approaching our one-year mark. And by the time you hear this, we're going to be very close to it. We started thinking out loud on August 5th of 2020. And it's crazy to think where we are today. And it's just, it's, it's exciting. You know, God has given us a lot of favor and we're really excited about that. But with that said, we are throwing a thinking out loud podcast one year anniversary party. And so we've got a lot going on. We've got some good things coming up. I know we've been talking about merch forever (laughs) but we're going to have it uh, by the time we have this party, we are going to have it launched. It's going to happen on October 16th. That's a Saturday. And there are other details to follow, but we want you guys to know that. So this event is going to be mostly family and friends, but we are going to have a few spots for listeners of the show. And so here's what I want you to do. If you live in Michigan or you live around Michigan or you just want to come see us, you want to meet us, we're going to have dinner that night. We're going to have prizes, giveaways. We're going to give some merch away. We're also going to have we're going to do a live podcast on stage with the live audience. We'll interact with the audience during this so you'll actually be able to hear this anniversary show in the future right here on a thinking out loud podcast. But if you want to be in the audience, we have limited space, but if you want to be in the audience and you want to be a part of this and you haven't received a private invitation and you're, you're a listener out there, you're like, man, I'd love to meet you guys. Listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to email us at thinking out loud podcast 20 at gmail.com. So it's thinking out loud podcast, and then the numbers to at gmail.com. And I want you guys to just say, Hey, I want to be a part of that. I'd love to be in the live audience. And be a part of this. So, if you want to do that, let us know there. We have limited space. So, please, you know, it's going to be first come, first serve. Once we are completely full and this, it's going to go fast. (laughs) Um, But once it's full, then we will let you know. But we wanted to make sure that we let you know ahead of time that this is coming up. It's Saturday, October 16th. And we'll give you all the details of where it's going to be. It's going to start at five o'clock. So, it's a great night out to have dinner, show. Prizes, all of that good stuff. So we wanted to tell you about that. We are crazy excited. You're going to see some behind the scenes stuff. You'll meet our production team and the people behind producing the show. I mean, there's just going to be some awesome things. You're not going to want to miss that. Also, I wanted to talk to you guys about reviews. So we need your reviews. This helps us get our show out there. So if you guys, if you're listening to us right now, say you're on an Apple device, why don't you scroll down to the bottom and give us a review? There is a lot of you guys out there listening to us, right? I think we're over 550 cities in the U.S. right now and on over 26 countries. So at this point, there is a lot of people listening and we want your reviews. What happens with there is when you review us, it helps us to come to the top of the list when people are searching for podcasts like ours, right? And so go there and leave us a review and star rate us. And if you're not subscribed, make sure you follow and then share these episodes with your friends. Here's what happens a lot is a person will say, well, like, I think everybody else is doing it, so I don't do it. Well, if everybody thinks that, no one does it, right? So if you're thinking right. that somebody else out there is giving us a review or rating us or giving us feedback, then the other person's thinking the same thing, so no one does it, right? With the amount of listeners that we have, we should definitely have more reviews. So we just ask you guys to go on. So whatever platform it is, so if it's Spotify, if it's Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon, all the places, right? If you overcast, all of these places, go there. And if they have a place for you to rate and review us, do that. Okay. And that helps us out a ton. Also, we want you to be a part of our fan pages, our social media, So if you haven't done that yet, and I know there's way more of you that haven't done it yet, you know, just by the numbers. So why don't you go to our all of our places and Kyle, can you give them the exact places to go?
0: Yeah. If you go to our Facebook, especially for the fan page, if you go to our Facebook page, we have the Thinking Out Loud podcast page, but there's Thinking Out Loud podcast fans as well on there that we can get you on. Instagram, Thinking Out Loud podcast, which is thinking underscore out loud. You will see our orange and blue logo on both of those. Yes. uh, As far as the Thinking Out Loud podcast image goes. And so you'll know you're in the right spot And you'll be able to see what we've posted, what we've talked about. So you'll be able to even guarantee it there as well with our discussions and our logos there. So please find us on Facebook and Instagram, Thinking Out Loud podcast, Thinking Out Loud podcast fans.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's important that you do that because, guys, this show is for you. (laughs) Mm. Like we spend hours and hours in, you know, whether it's doing research or when we have our recording sessions. We're doing this for you guys, right? We already know what we believe. We already know. We talk about things, but we want to share this time with you. And so if you're out there, we want to know what kind of topics that you want to hear, right? We want to know what kind of guests you want on. So, but the only way that we know that is if you reach out to us and tell us, right? So if you want to email us, you could go right onto the website it's thinkingoutloudmedia.com, thinkingoutloudmedia.com. You can go there and there's a place where you can contact us and then you can just write in there, hey, I want you guys to talk about this. Give us some show suggestions and topics and we will, you know, most likely we'll talk about it on the air because if that's what you care about and that's what you want, that's what we want to talk about, right? And yeah, that I,
0: helps us find topics. Yeah. That's, what, that's what helps us find topics is knowing there's a guarantee that there's an interest in this topic.
1: Right. And we're always going to have topics, but we want to have the topics and talk about the things you want to talk about. And so also drop us a line, tell us how we're doing, right? If you agree with us, drop us a line. If you don't agree with us, drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. So, you know, if you're, you know, again, there's a ton of you listening, you guys that are listening, give us that feedback because that's the only way we know if you're enjoying it. If you're not, you know, we see people listening, but we we want to make sure that we are interacting with you guys. And so, you know, every week. So again, the social media pages, our website, All of those things, the reviews, all of these things are important because you're listening week after week after week. We're just family now, like, you know, so we want you to be a part of what we're doing. And, you know, if we get a certain city where we have a bunch of listeners and and you guys want us to come out and do a live podcast, stuff like that. We can certainly do that as well. So these are all things that we're looking at, we're wanting to do, but we don't know unless you reach out to us. And so there was just a couple of housekeeping things there, but I I wanted to make sure that you guys know that because we appreciate your feedback. So let's get into the show today. I actually had kind of a funny question to ask Mr. Kyle here. I have a funny answer. Yeah, I bet. So here's this thing. So there's this thing that I've been like, I don't know, just been thinking about because I feel like when I'm around other men, I may be the only one with one. And I just need to know if this is like, (laughs) am I just being a, I don't know, is this a man thing or not? So it's, it's, it's umbrellas. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for clarifying it. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, <laughs> Oh umbrellas, boy. umbrellas. Okay. Yes. Umbrellas are what we're talking about here. So there's no ambiguity there. So umbrellas. So here's the thing. All right. When it's raining outside, like I here, here's what I see. Most guy, I never see a guy with an umbrella ever. Like, yeah. unless it's like, you know, the president or some celebrity and somebody's holding the umbrella mm-hmm. for them. But when mm-hmm. I see guys like out or whatever, if it's raining, they just run out of their car and run into the store or wherever they're going. Right. Which, mm-hmm. yes, there are a lot of times that I do that. But then there's other times where it's just like, it is downpouring, like really bad. And I'm the kind of person that weather affects me. Right. If it's, if it's too hot and it's humidity, I get a headache. I get humidity headaches. You know, if the pollen's up, I'm, I'm not feeling well. Like I, you know, if weather affects me. If I get too cold, right, I'll, you know, wake up the next day with a sore throat or something. I just nuts. Right. So for me, when I jump out of the car, if it's like raining cats and dogs, I'm, I'm put, putting up my umbrella. But as I was dropping off my dog the other day to doggy daycare and get ready to head into work, here I am getting out of my car, making sure my umbrella's up, <laughs> trying to get my dog out of the car. Walking into the doggy daycare, and I just felt like a total just a softy. Like I, <laughs> everybody else is dropping off their dog. Not one person, not one person has an umbrella. Well, here comes Kevin with his umbrella. So I don't know, Kyle, uh, is that a is that a
0: man? I, let me clarify. I know no 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 no. I think all the other guys in there looked at you and said, Man, I wish I had an umbrella right now. Because <laughs> here's Here's what I've experienced. I got like seven. I just, I'm too late. Li- I don't put them in my car, man. Uh-huh. Like, well, or if they are in my car, they're in my trunk. So I'm like, all right, I'm either going to get out, get soaked, getting the umbrella, or I can use the same amount of time and energy and just run right into, the, <laughs> right into the restaurant. I think for most dudes, if we had it accessible, we'd use it. But most of us just don't have them. In my personal opinion, I don't get into guys' cars and go, there's an umbrella back there. There's My wife always has an umbrella on hand. My girls, my daughters have umbrellas in our car. I don't have an umbrella in the car. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, no, man, I, I think most of the time when I get out and I'm like, man, I wish I had an umbrella right now. <laughs> I just don't. I think it's more, on uh, me at least, it's more laziness. Yeah. Knowing I should be equipped with one. I just don't have one. And I'm willing to just run in the rain. Yeah. over. And part of it too, for me, is I don't, it's one more thing I got to carry. It's wet at this point when I go into the restaurant or the store. Now it's wet and it's dripping. I just, mentally, I'm like, I'm going to get through the rain. I'm going to get in the store. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's just just how I've always been. So I don't know that it's a guy thing. A guy, you know, I I think it's just, it's the process of, do I want to get the umbrella? Do I even have the umbrella? I'm just going to run in the rain. It's just a, it's just that. Whole sequence of events that we're just like I'm willing to get a little wet.
1: Yeah, I yeah I don't know. I just never see it. Even walking into work, sometimes if it's like raining cats and dogs, I'll you know I, I'll have it. You know, and I just don't see anybody else in the office with one. And I'm just like, man, is this just? Am I other than women? You know, I'll see them. You know, that sometimes they'll have it you know but i don't know it's just one of those things that you know it makes me it makes me self-conscious because i'm like man am i just like you know i don't know but
0: it's it's cool Mm -hmm. no i think some things are just case by case person by person man yeah and and in my life i don't want to i don't i don't i'm like "Ah, that's just one extra thing (laughs)
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: like I, i look at it like i'm already gonna get wet in some way shape or form let me just run in there let me just I'm I, I. will forget my umbrella wherever I go. I just don't need it. So, that's that's my answer to you.
1: Yeah, your so doesn't do one. You're also a hat guy. So, like usually if if if, you, if you're out, you have a hat on. Me, I I I'm not a big hat person unless it's in the wintertime. And so, and I have a bald head. So you know, it's just like
0: well, and I'm a lot more rough on my clothes, my shoes. I, like I just, my wife tells me she's like, you're rough on everything you have right? Mm-hmm. Including my vehicles. And so <laughs> like it's just, it's just a way of life. So, But speaking of way of life, let's talk about something real quick here. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's jump right in. For those of you that know me, you will know that I'm a huge sports talk fan. I yeah. love sports in general. So when Kevin brought this topic up today, I was a little giddy about it when he said, hey, I want to talk about it. And, and basically what he said is, hey, I want to talk about athletes and celebrities too. But athletes, when it comes to kneeling for the anthem, taking certain protests to the court, to the fields for social injustices, inequality, and just the process in which they're doing it. And so I got a little excited because this is, of course, something that is right in, right in I feel at least my wheelhouse as far as what I enjoy mm-hmm. uh, as far as sports. So we're going to talk about that today. We are going to talk about the LeBron James of the world, the Megan Rapinos of the world, the Colin Kaepernick's. And I know for some of you right there, that's a trigger because he's probably one of the most hated athletes when it comes to protesting and anti-national anthem and things like that. So listen, it's not a shock to us, guys. Athletes have a long history of bringing about social change by raising awareness, whether that's on the basketball court, the football field, the boxing ring, Mm -hmm. wherever that's at, athletes have a long history of doing it. And here's why. And this is what I want to do. I want to kind of overlay this and then Kevin's going to come in and we're going to digest a lot of this. And I'll just come right out and give a blanket statement. I do think there are times and places for voices to be made and they have to be made in order for change to be made. But I think the time and the place is very important in that. And so let me give you guys an overview, and then we're going to get into this. The reason that we've seen such a long history of athletes, and it's weird because it seems like it's been a shock as of recent, like how could this athlete be protesting this or how could they stand? Listen, this has been a long history of athletes doing it because sports are one of the most universal subjects this world will ever have to offer. And what I mean by that is sports are not just national, but they're global and they tug at the heart of every fan. All right. We have parties for games. We have people coming up. There's social events for games, for boxing matches, MMA. I mean, we put the spread out for people to come over to watch our favorite athletes do what they do. So they are going to be one of the most universal subjects because whether you're political or not, or whether you care about the social justice or not, you're still meeting around that table for that event. And so Sports have always been an outlet for people and weaving social injustice and weaving inequality and things of that nature, though they may frustrate people, we have to understand no matter what side of the fence we're on, it also brings people to a common ground. Mm-hmm. Though certain people don't normally hear those voices or understand those voices, it is a table, a round table that brings all lifestyles to that common Ground, And that's why you've seen sports be used as a catalyst for conversations like this. We've seen big names, like I've mentioned, Colin Kaepernick, who we know has been anti-justice system, anti-at-times America with the things that he's worn on his clothing. We've seen Jim Brown with the inner city issues that he helped with, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jackie Robinson. I mean, there's a movie made for Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali. I mean, if you know anything about Muhammad Ali's life, he was stripped of his license in America, had to go fight outside the country because he refused to go fight for his country because, well, he had his own stances on that and he protested those stances. But if we bring it to modern day, we've really started to see this athlete intermixed with social injustice. We've really started to see this happen since 2016. And some athletes since then have protested against police brutality, racism, by kneeling during the U.S. National Anthem. I mean, that's where a lot of this has resurfaced for our generation. We, we saw it with Colin Kaepernick. We're seeing it now with Megan Rapino, And we're seeing it with LeBron James and really most of the NBA. But like we said about Muhammad Ali being stripped of his title, we've, we've seen things with Colin Kaepernick too, where he's pretty, he pretty much was... Outed out of the NFL. I mean, that's the best way to explain it. This time around, with like the LeBron James, the NBA, the NFL, we're seeing it all across the sports dynamic. It seems to be a little bit of a difference from what we saw in the '60s and '70s, and even in the beginning of the '2000s. In the beginning of this last decade with Colin Kaepernick, we seem to see a little bit of a difference. And so, we're going to get into maybe why there's a little bit of that difference.
1: Yeah, and I want you guys to understand is we are. Cause you know I don't want you to think like, well, is this going to be two guys talking about sports? Nope, nope. <laughs> That's not what this is about. What we're what we're saying is, I mean, it's not. It never fails. It is constantly in the news. There is constantly some athlete, whether it be the latest one with the track star, whether it's you know LeBron James or or whoever who comes out and says, "Hey, I'm kneeling," or "I'm gonna," you know put my back to the flag, I'm not going to, I'm, my hands are going to be folded when the national anthem is playing, I'm not going to put my hand over my heart, like all the things, right? It is constantly in the media, it's constantly in the news, it is constant, and it's frankly something that we haven't tackled yet. And I think there's a, a lot of ways to look at this, you know, because I think some people look at it and say, well, they can't do that. They're not supposed to do that. Like, what, what are they doing? Like, that, what do you mean? You know? And it's like, actually, they can do that. Now, we can talk about and we will today, whether that's right. a wise decision or right. not, right? Right. But, but kneeling, you know, the, the young lady, the track star, you know, put the, her T-shirt over her head. I mean... Again, and this, these type of things bring out knee jerk reactions from mm. everyone, right? Mm. Even if you don't watch sports, right? Kyle is right. a much bigger sports guy than I am, right? I care if our teams win. I really do. But I, I, unfortunately, I just don't have the time to watch it maybe as much as I would. But by the same token, I see the, you know, you go on Facebook or you go on Instagram or to Twitter, you see the screenshots. Of, oh, another person kneeling. Oh, another person turning their back on the flag or not putting their hand, their hand over their hearts or somebody talking about it. Right. So it doesn't matter whether you watch sports or not. It's something that you're have, you're seeing on your news feeds, wherever you are. Right. And so that's one of the reasons why we're talking about it today. And, you know, we as Christians, what are we supposed to do? Like, how do we respond to this? If you're a Christian athlete, what should Christian athletes be doing, right? Because we're the people that should be being examples here. And so that's, I just kind of wanted to give a, just a, a brief overview of why we're talking about this and how are we going to, how are we going to look at this today?
0: Yeah. And I think it's important that we, we do discuss the fact that there's so many in life, there's so many knee-jerk reactions to everything. And yeah. we really have to stop doing that. But I also understand the knee-jerk reactions because for someone like me, sports is an outlet. Mm-hmm. Sports is an escape. Sports is a place where I go and I decompress and I enjoy thoroughly the athletes. And so for people who are like, listen, it's disgusting to see this propagated all over. I get the knee-jerk reaction for that. But I think you, you said it best. Even as Christians, how are we to respond? I think first is understand the context of the culture in which you're watching sports. We have to. We are in evolving humanity, and I want to explain this. And I, I uh, listened to a podcast and found something that I think will help people better understand what we mean by this. Because in no way, shape, or form are we agreeing with some of these. We agree that protests need to happen. Peaceful protests need to happen. Yeah. No way in shape are we agreeing with some of the ways people have protested. Right. However, we still have to understand why they're being able to do what they're able to do in this country. And so, like I said before, in the 60s and 70s, people were just stripped. Muhammad Ali was stripped of his license. And we saw that a little bit with Colin Kaepernick. But since then, we haven't seen any kind of backlash. Instead, we've seen more of a support from the leagues and from the fan bases. And majority of the statistics that come out from sites – would say that upwards to 70% of people do approve of athletes getting involved in social injustice and using their platform to promote equality and promote some sort of change in, in the justice system. And so, statistics and studies would show that society is starting to move that direction, okay? Now, let me explain something, because I do think that there's still, in just my circle, there's a huge divide between two generations. There's a divide between my parents, uncles, my grandparents, and my generation and those that are under me as far as sports fans go and as far as intermingling politics with anything else or intermingling social injustice with anything else, okay? And so I want to kind of put it down on a base term and kind of use the NBA really quick as an example, just so you guys can understand where this has evolved.
1: I want to make sure, just for the listener's sake, yeah, that we... That you let the listeners know, because two of the people I think we're going to talk a lot about today is LeBron James and Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Colin uh, Kaepernick. So Kaepernick, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm butchering his name right now. But who is (laughs) who is Colin Kaepernick? Who is LeBron James? Yeah.
0: So if you haven't seen it, Colin Kaepernick was a Super Bowl contender. He was a quarterback for the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers. Really, his uprise was out of nowhere. No one really knew about him until he was on the 49ers, got his shot to play, and took over the NFL by storm. He became a super athlete. And in that, he used that platform to really come against social injustice, mainly with the police. Mm Mm-hmm and then moved on to further things with the nation in general, and that's where he got in trouble. And then LeBron James, you guys know, basically the debate is who's better, LeBron or Jordan in the NBA. LeBron James is our Michael Jordan of today, and he has used every ounce of his off time to promote certain things, build schools, things like that, but also the injustices. We've seen him wear shirts, I can't breathe, and using those campaigns on the court. And so Two major athletes, one from the NFL, one from the NBA, who have used their platform to bring about change. And, and so, go ahead.
1: Yeah. And so LeBron James, the best way we can describe LeBron James, if you're not a sports fan, is he is like the modern day Michael Jordan. Like I, yeah. Whether you're a sports fan or not, you know who Michael Jordan is. Like Everyone knows who Michael Jordan is. Okay. So when we talk about LeBron James, this guy is, is it. When it comes to basketball and so and we'll get into some other things later, but it's it's really important for you to understand the stance that these guys have and it's really important for you to understand the platform that they have. So when we talk about them, it's just not talking about some minor league guy that no one knows about. These are people who have like a ton of influence and when they speak people listen. You know, and they their voice is put on all of the different networks. They have millions of followers on social media. And so it, it's shaping kind of uh, this generation. And, and and so I just want to make sure we, you know, if you're not a sports fan, you know who these people were and and, and all of that.
0: Yeah. But and, and likewise, the reason we want to cover just even in the NBA example is because there is a shock factor that's happened with a lot of people as far as how athletes have handled the social injustices. And people are disgusted by it, yeah. in the same token. And, and I don't know that that's the proper knee-jerk reaction right away, and this is why I want to explain it. Because what maybe my parents have grown up to, it, it's a completely different type of athlete, and it's a completely different type of sports world. And even that's so for celebrities, too. And I want to explain why. And I want to explain why these sports figures have such a powerful voice. There's two different eras in the NBA. In the early 90s and the early 2000s, David Stern was the commissioner of the NBA. And if you know anything about the NBA, and if you don't, I'm going to educate you a little bit. It wasn't the power sport that it is today globally. It wasn't. There wasn't a lot of the, the financials, the economics was different in the NBA. And so David Stern is the commissioner. What he had to do was he had to promote the nba globally build an influence internationally and so you saw the rise of michael jordan you saw the rise of kobe bryant saw the rise of Allen iverson and guys like that and what david stern did was in order to to market the nba correctly he was all ball he was all business it was very clean very precise michael jordan you saw it in his work ethic he was going to win the rings that he had and what that did Was it brought about a global attention with the USA Olympic basketball team at that time? And so what that did was, was it ushered in a new era of the NBA that we're now seeing today, where these athletes, they're globally known. They're internationally an influence. The money that's pouring in for the NBA, because there's leagues and other nations that are pouring into this NBA, the NBA title. And so what's happening is, is now what David Stern worked for. For so long, which also, guys, you got to understand, when it's all ball and it's all business, there's not a whole lot for voice, okay? Because there was a specific agenda to put the NBA on the map globally. Yeah. Now that it's on the map globally, Adam Silver, the new commissioner, can come in and he can unleash that freedom for the athletes. Why? Because even though these are hot takes from the athletes and these are going to be things that frustrate humankind at times, they can take the risk because now they're financially set for it. Economically, they're set for it. And globally, they're supported by it. Okay? And so we've seen a different type of athlete evolve where at once it was, I'm here to do my job, I'm here to make my millions, and I'm here to put the NBA on the map. That's the generation our parents c- came in. Mm-hmm. And that was like that for a lot of sports nationally in America, okay? Yeah. And that's, th- so across the board, I'm just using the NBA to kind of hone it in on one example. And then you usher in my generation where we're seeing athletes that, yeah, they're making their millions, but they have such a huge influence that they've been released to speak their voices. And here's why, too. It's not just economically. It's not just influence. But Michael Jordan didn't have the ability to put on a podcast in his day. Right. Okay. Michael Jordan didn't have the media at every moment. They had to pay for their media. Now you've got media coming to them. They didn't have social media back then. And so what we have to understand guys is it's not that, well, in my day, they just, they just played ball and they shut up. No, that wasn't necessarily always the case. It's just they didn't have the ability to speak. Mm -hmm. And so now you're seeing an athlete who says, Hey, listen, I'm not only the greatest in the world. I not only have a generation of kids looking up to me and buying my product, but now I can also voice some of the things that I came out of because this was a tool for me and I have the ability to put my voice out there. Now, with that being said, you go from an MBA that was all business and marketing globally to now an MBA that's personalizing itself. We're seeing that, guys, with the NFL, with the NBA, with the NHL, with Hollywood itself, with independent actors and things like that. And so what we have to understand is It's not, I don't want to say that it's so much an ungrateful side of athletes. It's just a more, I would say a more privileged side of athletes that are being able to express and try to bring change through their voice. And now what Kevin and I are going to talk about is, is what they're doing necessarily always a wise thing? You have heard it said before on the show, peaceful protests will always be supported. I mean, that's how we're going to bring about change. Mm -hmm. Voices need to be heard. Yep but there is something to say about the time and the place for the protest and really the heart behind that kind of protest and so we, we do we do have to ask ourselves sports have gone from being politics to being intertwined with politics is that should that happen right, right. a lot of people ask should sports and politics be mixed mm-hmm. because i think a lot of us we've grown up kevin you may have even done it we call it barbershop talk i remember dude sports talk was a way to escape stress it was a way to escape oppression it was a way for a lot of inner city kids to escape they use it as a tool for that obviously to escape the oppression they go through and now you're seeing it as well now it's used as something to face that oppression mm-hmm. to face the things that they're going through that people are going through and so it's a little uncomfortable for people to see that you know
1: what I'm saying yeah
0: and and so we asked the question should sports and politics should celebrity and politics should all of that kind of stuff be intertwined
1: you're right yeah. And I, you know, I feel like down through history, there have been people who have taken their platform, whether it be artists, musicians, singers, movie stars, whatever they've taken their platform and they've said, look, I realize I have this platform and I need to use it wisely. I'm passionate about certain things. So whether it's Feeding the hungry, or whether, you know, whatever, it, you know, they're passionate about certain things. So they said, I'm going to use my platform and I'm going to try to use it for good, for, for what they would call social justice. All right. And, and, and at the the heart of that, that's great. Like, I, I feel like if you do have a voice and you're passionate about something and it is to help your, you know, the, to help society, I think at the core of that, the, that's the right heart to have. The issue I think that we see with a lot of the athletes is that it's it either misinformed mm-hmm. or it's hot takes on things that I don't think that they're very well versed in. And so they now become this leading voice in something that like, dude, you're spending most of your time on a basketball court. You are not spending most of your time as an intellectual, reading books and, you know, digging into the, 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 the history of things and all of that. And I'm not saying that they don't, that, that some of them don't, but by and large, most of the athletes that, you know, that end up speaking out are speaking out from some sense of an uneducated place. And it's a, it's a, as we're, we're saying on this show a lot, a knee jerk reaction to what they feel that they see in society. You know, Callan, uh, Colin Kaepernick, I don't know why I keep, I know this guy, (laughs) like, I don't know why I can't, you know, say his name today, but Colin Kaepernick, one of the, one of the biggest reasons why he came out in 2016 and started the protesting was because there was a string of police shootings that happened that he felt was not justified. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. Were they? I'll tell you right now, and we know this, we've talked about this on the show, there have been a lot of police shootings that have been extremely questionable. Now, whether it was race related or not, it happened to a black, pe- it happened to black people and it was ex- if at the minimum, extremely reckless by the police officer. So definitely not minimizing that, but yeah. this is why Kaepernick decided, listen, the national anthem's going on right now? Yeah, I'm not really big on that, because that America that people are singing about right now, that's not the America that I like. I don't want to be a part of that America. And that America is the reason why <laughs> these police officers have shot these unarmed Black men, right? That, like, that's the, the narrative. Mm. But my thing is, that narrative doesn't go deep enough. Right. Like, because each one of those cases, even if we take the police shootings, each one of those cases were specific and you have to take all of them specifically and look at the, all of the surrounding factors of each case. You can't take all of the cases and just, and just say, well, yeah, 10 unarmed black people got shot this year. Okay. Well, let's look at all of the cases and see. Right. So. I just say, and and, and you know, does Co- Colin Kaepernick does he have the right to do that? Yes, he's peacefully protesting. So people who say like, "Well, I just can't believe he's doing that. I, I I just don't think he should be able to do that." Well, he can because listen, I'd rather Colin do that than to start going and burning down police stations and throwing. Uh, you know, Molotov cocktails into business, white businesses or something, some crazy stuff that we saw during 2020. I'd rather him take a knee, right? My question is the knee that you're taking, is it moving the needle forward as far as race in our society? Is it helping or is it, or because you're doing it in the wrong venue, in my opinion, is it causing more hurt than it is help?
0: Yeah. And I think that's the important question. It, I think where a lot of us disagree back and forth is because we see a lot of, you know, we're being told that we have a knee-jerk reaction, always kneeing on the flag. And then we boycott the sport and it's like, well, that's just a knee-jerk reaction. You don't get the full sense of it. But then we also have to flip the onus on the athlete doing it because here's here's the true reality. What are you inciting? That That's the full that's the full point. And I'm not saying violence, but what I'm saying is is, If I watch a LeBron James or somebody else come on the basketball court with a shirt that says, I can't breathe, sure, that brought awareness to me. Then I watch him kneel for the national anthem. Okay, now I know he's aggravated, but then I need to see an equivalent of what he's doing off the court. Is he meeting with police chiefs in the city? Is he, is he starting campaigns? Is he putting his money where his mouth is as far as, I'm angry about this, this is not okay, and I want to see change, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to form a coalition, and we're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Are they doing that? And that's, I think that's where a lot of the disconnect is with our nation. Now, I'll come out on the air, and I'll just tell you, I've said it from the start with Colin Kaepernick. I was in full support of what he was protesting, and I still am. I'm in full support of of athletes protesting. I think they need to protest and I think they need to have a voice in social injustices and inequality. I just think their voices are too important not to. But the time and the place is huge. I don't think that the time and the place of how or when they protest is gonna ruin the depth of their influence. But I do think the time and the place of their protest will ruin how their voice is heard. And so in my opinion, I don't like... When they, when they kneel for the national anthem, I don't like when they're throwing their shirts up for it. I, don't, I, don't, I, I personally don't like seeing anti-national attire. I, just, I don't like it because I just think that you can't, I don't think you can put the entire nation, and that includes the national anthem, I don't think you can put the entire nation at fault for what's going on in certain parts of our justice system. So... I think it's a bad time and place. I don't think on the court is a place for you to make something. But I think that these athletes, they're big enough. Mm-hmm. They have a big enough voice to where when they take it off the court, guess who's following them? The media. Yep. <laughs> guess, guess what they have? They have their own media entities. Mm-hmm. and so And kids listen to them. Okay. When Kobe Bryant was coming out with his rap album, guess what we were listening to? Kobe's rap album. He didn't do that on the court. You know what I'm saying? And so what I'm trying to tell you is, is I just feel like there needs to be an understanding both from the viewer as a fan, but these athletes, Kevin, you hit it on the head. They're misguiding their information and they're putting a lot of their energy into knee-jerk reactions and they're triggering a lot of people in the wrong way and they could focus that energy and focus the finances and focus what they do know and what they have come from in in a more organized setting in a more effective setting. Again, I'm not against the peaceful protest. You want to wear the shirts, fine. Listen, if you want to kneel at the national anthem, you have every right to do that. Do I like it? No. Am I still going to watch the sport? Yeah, I'm still going to watch the sport. I don't have to gr- agree with everything. But what I would like to see as a fan is to see, okay, you knelt there, you wore that, and I agree there's there's injustices, there's inequality. What are you doing to help outside of that? And so, in some cases LeBron just so you guys know, this is a, LeBron's built schools, okay? He's not in the city that he came out of. So you're seeing some of that. But I think where the disconnect is for the most part as a fan, you're going, okay, is this person doing it? And, and it's a fair question to ask. Is this person doing it because they truly care? Or are they doing it because it's going to bring more of a limelight to their name? Yeah. And, and we've seen that happen before. So it's a fair question to ask. And, and what you'd like to see is, is in the background, you'd like to see an effort taken forth where you can get the community involved. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and so that's where I think the disconnect and the divide really is.
1: Yeah. I, I guess for me, Kyle, my question is, if they were just kneeling and it had nothing to do with the national anthem, nothing to do with the flag, none of that, yeah. and they were just kneeling for racial equality and equity and all, all the things, right? I think I would, I, I would be more inclined to support that. My question is, if they're doing that, but it's specifically against the flag. So the national anthem is being played. Mm-hmm. They now are sitting down when everyone else is standing. Their hands are folded when everyone else is, has their hands over their heart. Mm-hmm. It is an affront to the flag and to our nation itself, as opposed to being, you know, really bringing attention to racial inequality and all of these other things that they're, they're, that they're saying that they are wanting to stand for. And so, th- I mean, I guess that's my issue because the flat, like and like you said, it, you're broad brushing at some point because it's just not, it's not America. Right. Right. You, you know, you, you can't say that America in and of itself and as a whole is against you because the read the very, the very grass or the very court that you're kneeling on. Most people in America will never, their knees will never feel the grass in that stadium. Their knees will never feel the court in that arena. Right, mm-hmm. but you, as an African American athlete, that is very privileged to be where you are. You're there, but yet you're kneeling for that flat. Like I, that's where my hangup is,
0: and I think that's where a lot of people's hangup is, and and rightfully so. Okay, the the hangup is this nation has provided you the ability to take care of not just your family but families to come under your lineage, and there's been. For the most part, whether it's racial inequality or whatever, white viewers and white owners who have given you that, right? So there, there's, that, there's that huge divide there. And that's why I'm saying is, is yes, I, again, because of how big the platform is and how influential the players are, they, they need to have a voice. But they, there also needs to be an understanding that because they have that privilege, mm-hmm. there needs to be a backup of that voice. It can't just be a voice. The protest is the start of the conversation. The protest isn't the finish of the conversation. And what we're seeing for a lot of athletes is it's the start and the end. Yeah. And then they're letting society deem whatever they need to do with that protest. There needs to be a backup to the protest. The protest starts it. Now we're talking about it. Now we need to find a resolution to it. And there needs to be unity. And so, no, you're absolutely right. Listen, LeBron James is set to be a billionaire. A billionaire. But there's no secret, too, to where he's come from, okay? Right. And so there needs to be that, and there needs to be that understanding now that he is set to be a billionaire. If you're going to take these stands, people are going to expect you to to also have a certain support. We don't find athletes that are trying to leave America for other nations to get wealthier. We find that athletes are coming from other nations to play in America because of the wealth of the sports. But again, that started with building the market for these sports so these athletes can evolve in that sort of way. And so, yeah, again, I listen, I I wholeheartedly agree. I just think the time and the place of some of these protests, they just rub the I just feel like there needs to be more thought. How am I, okay, here I'm at point A, I don't like point A, what am I going to do to get to point B? And I'm not so sure that athletes or celebrities are understanding that before they start the process to point B, I don't know that they know what point B really looks like. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And so now they're just kind of grabbing at whatever knee-jerk reaction. And then there's a divide because now society has a knee-jerk reaction to it. And now everybody's just divided. And so we have to understand there's a power to our influence. But as a fan, listen, like I still watch the sports, not because I support some of what's going on. I watch the sport because I'm a fan of the sport. And mm-hmm. I have to understand that at times there are going to be things that I disagree with and I have to make a choice within myself of what I'm still going to allow myself to be involved in and not be involved in. That's part of me saying I can't have this judgment by the surface only, right?
1: Yeah. I've never been a boycott person, just in general, like I no, because either. I feel like it's very inconsistent, right? Y- if you boycott one thing, you're going to have to boycott it all because yeah. every institution that is not biblical-based or yeah. biblically-based is yeah. going to have something about it that yeah. you probably shouldn't support, right? You know, so, I mm-hmm. mean, the, you, name your company. You know, people say, well, I'm not going to shop at Target because they they went to gender, ne- gender neutral, you know, kids' toys and all. It, okay, that's great. But what about the phone you have in your hand? Do you, do you know what, you know, whether it's uh, Apple, Android, whatever, do you know what they support? Do you know what, the clothes that are on your back, you know, nine times out of 10, that those clothes were made in a sweatshop somewhere, right? And yeah. it's child labor, right? I mean, th- so it's just not consistent, Right. you know? So that's why I just, I'm not a boycotting person. Now, I I, I think the other piece of this is, you know, are these athletes truly being, are they being true? To what they're actually saying, and, and it, here's where it, ex- it exposes kind of their their own logic here. So l- let's take LeBron James for example. Uh, LeBron James, and as I said earlier, is just pretty much the Michael Jordan of our time. LeBron James, his mother gave birth to him when she was when she was 16 years old. All right, so mm-hmm. just that that you know, coming from a a family, a broken family, his mother had him when she was super young his father was kind of a on and off again casual boyfriend he had an extensive criminal record and then he left his family he left his uh, LeBron's mother Gloria to raise all the kids LeBron he bounced around from from house to house he even lived in six different locations in a single year at one point he was absent from school a lot and this is his own words he said quote i saw drugs guns killings It was crazy, unquote. And so now, now, mind you, there were, there were, uh, there was some people who took him in and really began to show him and basically put a basketball in his hand and really showed him the game of basketball. And then he was drafted in 2003. Now, but since then, now think, and this is, this is what irks me is because I'm okay. I'm going to kneel. I'm going to kneel. I'm going to not put my hand over my heart for the national anthem. I don't want to sing the national. I don't want to have anything to do with the national anthem because this flag and what the national anthem stands for is this inherently racist country that has inherently racist institutions that are keeping black people down is what is said, right? But here's the problem with that. Since being drafted in 2003, do you know that LeBron James has earned 300 30 million dollars in playing salary. He's got another 700 million off the court from endorsements, merchandise, licensing and all in his media business, right? All right, he's got he's got endorsements from you name it. He's got AT&T, he's got Blaze Pizza, Nike, Pepsi, Walmart, GMC, I mean, you name it. He's got endorsements and agreements all over the place. Okay? Here's what you have to understand. If that flag that is so racist and that, that national anthem that represents this inherently racist country, right? It is the, the one that you are kneeling and, and turning your back on is the same flag that, uh, that just afforded you $330 million in playing salary. Listen, Black people only make up 13% of the population, Right. So, who do you think it is that's coming to the games, paying for the games, paying Mm -hmm. for season tickets? Who's, who is it that's coming and, and buying the merchandise with your name on it, with your, with your face on it, right? It's white people. It's the very people that you're saying are inherently racist, but they are spending thousands of dollars per year to come and see you play. They're spending their time sitting in front of their television watching you. If they were so racist, they wouldn't tune in to see you, right? And they know their money is going to you, right? When many of them would never dream of having that much money, you are, you, as a black man, are more wealthy than 99% of America. (laughs) Like, and, 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 you know, which includes all the white people, right? And so for me, I look at that and I go, why can't we turn this around and make this an actual positive thing? Why does the message always have to be, "Well, you know, now that I have a platform, I'm going to talk about all the injustice in the world," which I agree. There is injustice. But why don't you turn that around and say something like, "You know what? Look how far we've come as Americans, as Americans. Look at where I am today. I am a billion with a B. I am worth a billion dollars as a black man. A billion dollars. And help kids in the inner city to realize this could be you too. Right? Why, 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 why not?
0: Yeah, and I think that again, I think that's the disconnect. The disconnect is there's a lot of protest and, and, and not a lot of productivity. Yeah. That's that's the disconnect. And so there's a lot of talk about the situations. Listen, we've 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 collectively as a nation, not just black, not just white, not just hispanic, not just women, we've collectively as a nation brought conversations to the table and we've done it effectively. Now, we need to see the productivity to it. And the same people that are bringing the conversations to the platform, there needs to be an understanding that now there needs to be some sort of Some sort of headway and how are we going to make this change actually happen? And I think that would win the support over some people. And again, I'm going to camp on this. Time and place, time and place, time and place. Yep. Listen, you can can protest. You can do whatever you want to do, Neil, whatever. But I'm telling you, you're going to get a certain reaction because, again, there's a certain disrespect and disdain when you do certain things. And so I just think, listen, protest, do what you got to do, but think it through thoroughly. And make sure that you're going to get the reaction you want to get from that protest in the way that you do that.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I look at his closest, some of the closest players to him, and, and I look at the amount of them that are African-American. You know, you, Kevin Durant, he's earned $580 million. Uh, Steph Curry, $430 million. You know, you, you look at people like Tiger Woods, you know, a, a billion dollars. You look at Floyd Mayweather, Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, and, and there's others, but again, these are all people who are filthy, as we say, filthy rich, right? And but this is how far we have come in society. Now, don't get me wrong, I believe LeBron James as as Kyle alluded to earlier. LeBron James has really done a good job of trying to go back to the community where he came from to really rebuild that community. He's spent a lot of money there. He's he's got the the I Promise Village. He's got the LeBron James Family Foundation, and and he's doing a lot to help his community, right? So I don't want to just skirt past that as if he's not doing things because he is. But I would like to see more athletes do that. I'd like to see more athletes take the positive approach and say, hey, you know, things aren't the way they used to be 70 years ago, you know? And and I think, and this leads me to kind of us to the last thing is, you know, I kind of look at the the celebrities who who have who have said things like, well, you know, you know, back in 2016, there was a lot of celebrities. That, well, Trump gets in the White House and I, I, I'm leaving, you know, or I, you know, I, I'm protesting this racial inequality. I, I'm protesting. And if, you know, if things don't change, I'm leaving the country. Right. And there's a few quotes from some of your favorite people. Right. So you got mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus literally said, and I quote. She said, I am moving. If this is my president, I don't say things I don't mean. I don't think Miley Cyrus has went anywhere.
0: <laughs> you better watch who you're calling our favorite people, bro. Speak for yourself, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I just assume that there's got to be one listener out there that uh, listens to your girl, Miley Cyrus. Um, party in the USA. Yeah, boy. You've got people like Brian Cranston, Lena Dunham, right? who says that she knows a lovely place in Vancouver, Canada, and can get her work done from there. You know, we have Barbara Streisand, who said, you know, I'm either coming to your country talking about Australia, if you'll let me in, or I'm going to Canada. raven Simone, you know, my daughters grew up watching her. You know, she said, she confessed that if any Republican gets nominated, she would move to Canada with her family. She went on to say, I literally bought my ticket, I swear.
0: No, no, she didn't. She started a new show.
1: <laughs> right. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Like if if America is so bad as what you're saying, and, and, and don't get me wrong, is there racism in America? Yes, there's racism in America. But you have to understand you are saying that, and I agree with you, there's still racism, but all of the stuff that you're saying about America, you're saying that from American soil. You're saying that from your rich white communities. Just saying like you, you're saying that from your country clubs, you're saying that and you're tweeting that as you are riding around in your limousines. Yeah. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Acknowledge. This is what I would like some of these celebrities to do. Acknowledge the progress that we have made as a society. Stop reaching back 75 years ago and trying to bring that garbage back up. Realize we have made tremendous strides in society, although we have a long way to go. I admit yeah. we have a long way to go, but I also admit we've come a long way. And the very reason why I am sitting here on my podcast talking about you is because you're famous. <laughs> the very reason why I'm talking about you. Is because you are the ones with the mansions and all the things that everyone looks up to and our kids look up to, but you're telling them that America is inherently racist while you're enjoying millions and millions of dollars in your bank account.
0: Yeah, I guess I would have understood it in even Muhammad Ali or Jackie Robinson's day. I mean, you look at Jackie Robinson's story and he probably had a case. I mean, he had a separate from the team. He, had, you know, he wasn't making the same pay. He was, there's a lot there. So the stances that some of these athletes are making uh, is, is certainly out of touch. Um, it's it's celebrities. <laughs> celebrities, too, just certainly out of touch. And I just think, again, we have to bring into context our culture on both sides of the argument. And again, man, time and place for some of this kind of stuff. And, and to be completely honest, learning from maybe some of those that went through greater trials. And learning how they approached it in a different way. I think, again, I just think, again, there's got to be proof behind the pudding. There's got to be productivity behind the protest. And if we can do that, I think a lot of people, if not majority, would get on board with some of these protests that are happening, whether they agree with the process or not.
1: Yeah. And I would just say to celebrities, athletes, all of you guys that are out there, you know, if you are saying that America is that bad. Remember that all of your millions of dollars, you are actually investing all of that money in a country that you're saying is systematically and inherently racist. The businesses that you build, the money that you invest, all of the resources that you are putting into America, you're putting into the same institution that you say is working against you. Why would you do that? If, in fact, America is that bad. Why? Because make good on your promise and say, you know what? I don't uh, I don't approve of that. I don't like that. And I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm moving to another country. You've said you're going to do that. None of you have done it, but you continue to invest in what you call an inherently racist country, right? And you say, well, but but Kevin, I I, you know, I, I want to stay here and 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 change things. Well, Here's the thing, you know, staying here and continuing investing in a place where you feel like is inherently racist is not going to change things very fast, right? And so my thing is, you know, don't virtue signal. We, we talked about that in another podcast, but it's basically virtue signaling. You know, it's like, well, I am going to speak really loud about something that I'm not going to do much about. Like, it's, it's great. That you feel that there's there, there's issues in the world and 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 yep we I I also acknowledge that but you're the people that could do something about it right it, it's the same thing with the domestic
0: violence in the NFL I mean let's just be let's call it what it is it, the NBA got on a bandwagon and eighty percent of those players couldn't care less and then we get in the NFL and there's This, you got Chris Carter on commercials and he's crying on a commercial because women are being beat and the NFL literally puts zero money or care into actually making a change. Yeah. So then they put on this whole persona of well, we care about it. And then you've got athletes that are throwing women on beds full of guns, but because he's such a good athlete and he's a Super Bowl contender and he's making the NFL money, Roger Goodell passes that by. Then Then you got Ricky Williams who can't pass a drug test and he's kicked out of the league. (laughs) Right. Okay. because the man smoking marijuana. Right. And so it's just it. what we're saying is, is we you would say it's wrong of you to assume the intention. No, it's not because we've seen it done. And what we're all we're asking for is these leagues to start putting their money where their mouth is and stop saying we're only going to support the things that financially help us. And that's what's ultimately happening. You don't think that they didn't make money off of the attire for all of the, instead of putting the names on the jerseys, they put equality and things like that. You don't think that they weren't sponsored in certain ways. You don't think that they sold certain clothes in certain ways. No, they did. And what we have to do as a people is understand there are going to be things and there are going to be companies and organizations that are willing to unify us, or they're willing to unify themselves and strengthen themselves in the demise of us because they make money off of our disunity. Yeah, This is the truth about it. And so what well, we're asking for is these athletes to get on the same page with society, stop going to their structure and their organization to make a change, but leave the structure in the organization where it's at and then use their voice outside of that because that organization gave them the platform. Use their voice outside of that. Go into the communities and make the change. And I guarantee you guys like me would support that. I'd come alongside that. I'd say, oh, they're going to have a meeting here. Oh, we're going to do some sort of march here. Oh, they're going to actually meet with city officials here. I can get behind that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But when you're putting fathers and sons in in a weird, tense-filled... Uh, living room because one of your, you, the, the, the father fought in for his country and the son didn't, but the son loves LeBron James, but LeBron James is disrespecting his father. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a bad time and a bad place to make a very good protest.
1: Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a great point. It's a, it's yes.
0: So mm. athletes have divided us
1: unintentionally.
0: Yes. Yeah. When they're trying to bring
1: unity. Right. That's what we're saying. Right, and it's again, it's this, this missing. It's it's they're misinformed. They they, you know, and and that's the thing. Just because you have the platform, you you still have to have the wisdom on understanding when you do what. Right.
0: I guess I got heated because I don't trust the NFL. I don't trust the NBA. I don't trust Hollywood. The NFL finds an NFL running back for wearing pink in his hair outside of October, even though his daughter is battling leukemia or or breast cancer. Mm. they're finding him every day that he wears pink hair on the field. Why? Because that doesn't promote their brand. It only promotes their brand in October when it's breast cancer awareness month. Right. Mm-hmm. So that you, you mean to tell me that that same organization has the heart to say, yeah, we truly do care about social injustice. Give me a break. Right. Then let your players do what they need to do outside the field and outside the court too. You know that's what I'm saying? It, right. So that's why there's that tension there between what I would say, the old heads and the new heads, you know what I'm saying? Cause they've seen it all before.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, and I think too, and, and we didn't bring this up. I think it was in our notes, but as Christians, we just have to make sure that we're fair. Right. So we can't say like, Oh, it's good for Tim Tebow to, to, to take a knee or, you know, or to pray, or right. To pray, because we're pushing
0: our agenda. Yeah.
1: Right. To pray or wear the, you know, 316 shirts or, you know, put the finger up to heaven and all these type of things. We can't say, Oh, yeah, it's fine. We want to make sure we fight to keep that in. But then if athlete takes a knee or does something for us, some other type of social uh, you know, injustice yeah. or something like that, huh. and then we're angry and we're mad and we go, well, they, I, they just can't do that. Well, what are they doing that for? Like, like I said in the beginning of the show, they can do that. <laughs> just like we can, you know, kneel and pray, whatever the case, right? It, the, the point is, our whole point here is making sure that, you know, we do everything that we do. At, at the right time, at the right place. And you are yeah. not going to change injustice in the world by taking the knee at a foot, football or a basketball game. It's just not going to happen, right? And, it, in a, and like Kyle said, it's just going to further divide us as, as a nation because there's not enough balance there. There's not enough, there's not time to explain all the things. All it does is just say, you hate America, you don't want to be here, but yet you're going to take America's money it doesn't make sense and you need to spend way more time off the court in in investing in the communities that you're saying that is underserved yep so well anyways guys we uh <laughs> I, we we realized that uh, that was a little hot take uh, on that that today but, got a little hot at the end, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we just you know again, these are things that happen on on, on a, we see it in the news constantly. You're seeing it on your news feeds, and that's why we're covering it. And so again, we help you navigate culture, you know, and and we do it from a, a biblical and Christian perspective. And so, listen, we appreciate you guys for listening. Don't forget, don't forget, we've got the Thinking Out Loud podcast one year party that's coming up October the sixteenth. We also have the, we want you to scroll down. If you're on an Apple device, scroll all the way down to the bottom. And if you look at that there, there's going to be a place where you can rate and review us please go ahead, rate and review us, share these episodes, go to our social media pages. If you want to learn more about us, thinkingoutloudmedia.com. That's thinkingoutloudmedia.com. You can also book us for shows. So if you want us to come out to your church or an event and talk, do a round table, town hall, whatever, on whatever topic, let us know. We'll do that. And um, Kyle, let them know where to find us.
0: Yeah, you you find us on social media, Thinking Out Loud podcast on Facebook, and then Thinking Out Loud podcast fans as well. We talked about that in the beginning of the show. And then thinking underscore out loud, the loud is spelt just LD, but you can find that on Instagram. And we're constantly posting, we're constantly asking questions, and we have seen a little bit of interaction. We'd like to see some more. You may strongly disagree with this take today. We would love to hear about it. Well, listen, we get get an hour or so to talk about our take. We're not going to argue with you on social media about it. But what we would love is to at least have a conversation and talk and know that our fans are listening and agreeing or disagreeing. There's life there. And so, listen, that's what we're going to do. So, again, Instagram, Facebook thinkingoutloudmedia.com is our is our website. You can go on there and find our shows and things like that. And so please visit all of those pages.
1: All right. Well guys, thanks again for being with us this week. We love you guys and God bless you.